You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? How about no, Scott? All right, you nerds, blurds, geeks, and freaks. It's that time again for the unequivocated, highly underrated, got to know who made it, show we call Pop Stew. Right now, I'm very hungry. Your source for reviews, whether it's the new hotness or f***ing clown shoes. Broadcasting live from Planet Wakanda. Open the pod bay doors, pal. Across the cosmos to your ear holes. It's your host, AK and Stubert. With the latest edition hot and fresh out the kitchen. I'll have what she's having. It's Bob Stew. We want it now! Welcome everyone to another episode of Pop Stew. I'm your host, AK. And with me today is not Stubert, but is actually formerly known as Dr. Nicole, but now she will be known as... It's your girl, Pop McStuffins. <laughs> you like that name? How does that fit you? I love it. You love it? People are calling me Pop McStuffins. They are? Yeah. So you're Pop McStuffins now. That's yes. your name. I have been knighted Pop McStuffins. Well, congratulations. Not everyone gets a, gets knighted a new name. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. But you're you mean happy to be back. Yes, I'm happy to be back in the building. Happy to be back. So she's sitting in for Stuber today. We're going to have a great episode. But before we get into that, they still got a little bit of time left for the Pop Stew box, right? Oh, yes. Time is running out, but... We still are doing the Joy Box, the Pop Stew Joy Box. Um, And if you want to be entered into the contest to win all this great stuff, you would have to purchase a copy of my book, Unstoppable Joy, um, by the end of this month. And that can be found on my website at www.unstoppablejoybook.com dot com so head on over to my website the book is ten dollars for the month of june so you have about a week to enter in and um it's some good stuff that i'm giving away so you don't want to miss it and just to remind them what what what's going to be in this box what are we giving away here it's a a bunch of different stuff oh we have a captain america hat we have um, an Infinity Gauntlet t-shirt. We have a keychain, um, a journal. We have comics, uh, a comic book encyclopedia. Just a whole bunch of stuff. Socks. Not just socks. any kind of journal, but a journal that's like a from the Shining. Like it's a Shining the, themed journal. It's a Shining themed journal. We don't have just any kind of socks. We have Joker socks. We have two legit to quit socks. So which it's I two love. pairs of socks. Yes. So if you want to step your sock game up, you need to get this box. Yes, socks, hat, t-shirts, comics, journals, and you keychains. got it to the end of the month, and it the, we're running out because the end of the month is like next week. Yes, and it's crazy goodies because apparently those who've been getting my joy boxes are. Saying how much stuff they're getting and how they're loving it. And I just love giving away stuff and making people happy. So it's worth way more than the $10 for the book. So if you win, you actually get so much more because you get my book, which is signed by me. 
and you also get a whole bunch of free stuff so now what's in the book what's the book about just to remind them what the book is about it's a book about my journey and struggles with depression advice that i've learned over the years from family friends and just uh, my learning experience um, dealing with it for almost 30 years so i've just found little tips and advice on how to be happy and how to find hope in seemingly hopeless situations it's a really good book so i would advise you check it out and um, look for upcoming books that i have out coming out soon so got some books in the works and Mm -hmm. got a lot of stuff in the works but if you want this special joy box with all the pop stew goodies in it Go to unstoppablejoybook.com yep. and purchase the book. Yep, $10. And if you want to get more chances to get the box, buy multiple books. Get multiple chances. Yes, and give them away as gifts. I mean, there's graduations that are coming up or probably past, but you can give them anyway. There's birthdays, summer birthdays. Yep. Christmas in July, if you celebrate that. Christmas in July, or hold it until Christmas. That works, too. If you're doing your shopping early, um, just anything. If you think of friends or family who need it most, give it away and spread some hope, spread some joy. Now we got all that out of the way, we can get to our topic. Ooh, yes. Which we're going to talk about a a genre that, that I love, and that's... The hip hop world, hip hop movies. I love hip hop music. What about you? I love hip hop. When did you first fall in love with hip hop? Wow, <laughs> that's that's what we're doing. And you didn't even like that movie. I don't know why you're you're bringing I that didn't up. Say I didn't like it. You did. You it's just not one even, of my favorites. But I watched like it. You watched it. I watched it multiple times. But actually. you didn't like that movie. You weren't a big fan. I of wasn't it. a big fan of it more so than other movies. But I, I don't hate it. Okay. But to answer your question, I don't even remember when I fell in love with hip-hop. It's been so long ago. Probably when I was walking around record theater or something, getting some 99-cent cassette tapes. Wow. Probably got, like, a Biggie single or something. You mean Media Play? <laughs> media Play 2. 99-cent Yeah, Media cassettes. Play. Aww. The Wall. Remember The Wall? Oh, Yeah. Oh, it's not FYE. <laughs> I think I fell in love with hip hop when I first heard KRS One. What song by KRS One? My <sighs> philosophy. No. What is it? Step into my world. Yes. Step into my world. You I had the cassette. Song. I'm sure you did. You love that song. I'm not saying I'm number one. Oh, sorry, I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> wow. Okay, we're cro- we're quoting KRS in the building right now, but we're dealing with those movies today. I got a couple. She's got a couple, and we we we're gonna talk about them right quick. So you want to kick things off with your first one? Okay, my first one. I love this movie because. It has such sentimental value, but it's House Party. And House Party came out in 1990. And I mean, I'm old, but not that old. So when I went, this was my first 
rated R movie that I actually saw in the theaters. Yeah, but even... Even in 1990. Even in 1990. You were probably too young to be watching House Party. Okay, first of all, I don't think my mom knew it was going to be like that, like some of the scenes. So I can't fault you. I had to like cover my eyes at some of it. Did you cover your eyes or did your mom cover your eyes? My mom covered my eyes because she didn't trust me. But <laughs> <laughs> when I got older, but I, mean, you still I heard thought... Them. Like talking about the sex stuff and yeah, but I didn't understand. You it. didn't understand what was going on. Like right? I didn't get it until I saw it like much later. Like later on in the nineties, I was like, oh okay, that's why I couldn't see it when we saw it in the theaters. <laughs> but I think that's why I couldn't see it when I was like six. But I think my mom just wanted to see it because of the the whole like old school feel when like I guess she was saying like back in the sixties and seventies they used to have a lot of house parties and it just reminded of her of when they were growing up and when things weren't as bad where you could like go out and not have to worry about anything and everybody's just having a good time and i think she probably saw well kid and play was really big back then they were huge at the time like they yeah. were so they everywhere. were everywhere so they I'm had a sure. cartoon they were all over the place yeah i'm sure she saw them and robin harris was like one of her favorite comedians. I'm pretty sure she saw him on like Dev Comedy Jam or something. So yeah. she probably was just like, oh, this will be a good movie to see. And then didn't realize. Side note about Dev Comedy Jam. My mom used to like record like Dev Comedy Jam on like a VHS tape. <laughs> and then me and my cousin found it when we were young and we played it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And Def Comedy Jam, it was on HBO, so it was the sex and swearing and all that. And me and my cousin were just watching it. A lot of the jokes went over my head because I didn't get them at the time. Yeah, I didn't but know. It was funny. I didn't But know it was more that. fun because it, it was something we weren't supposed to do. Aww. And it was like, it was, a, it was a tape we weren't supposed to watch. We weren't supposed to be watching Def Comedy Jam. I still watched it. <laughs> when we were like 10 or 11, but it happened. Well, he was three years older than I was, so he was, like, 13. He probably got the jokes. He probably <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. I never, like, I always watched it, but then, like you said, a lot of the jokes went over my head. So when I was watching, like, old episodes, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of raunchy. Yeah, like, I, I appreciate them a lot more now yeah. than I did then. Now, like, you kind of get the jokes and everything. It's still funny, so. I mean, I, st I still had a funny moments, even as a kid, but. I didn't quite understand to its fullest extent until I got older. But I love, like, House Party because it's... I love comedies anyway. And this was, like, a comedy. It was also, like... It also has, like, the classic, like, 90s feel to it. So even when I go back and watch it now, it, like, takes me back to... Very nostalgic. Yeah, very 90s nostalgia. Um, like the loud colors and... Yeah. The baggy pants and even the dances, like the kitten play dance. It was like, so that's 90s. Even, that, all that was 90s. I mean, it, it made me feel like I'm, I was kind of like a decade too late. Like I kind of wanted to be a teenager. You wanted to be a teenager in the 90s? Well, I was a teenager exactly. in the 90s, but I wanted to be a teenager like... Early 90s? Early 90s instead of late 90s because I feel like I missed out on so much. Like, I wanted to be in college 
when During I saw 90s. a different world. And I was like, oh, by the time I got to college, it was like that kind of was fading out. So, right. I mean, I like that. I like the battle raps. Um, I like the young Martin Lawrence and Martin Lawrence and Tisha Campbell way before Martin. Way before Martin. Where we're in this together. Yeah. Yeah, they were. The loud with the bad breath. It was just, it was just good fun, and I always like wanted to learn the dance, like the dance off. Well, I think everyone tried it at least once in their living room. But you wouldn't let me do it at our wedding. Let me, I would. We didn't have time to learn this dance before the wedding. Well, you were like, dear. "Oh, you're gonna fall," so. And you had a long dress. Mm, I still wanted. It was always my dream. It wasn't your dream to, to do, do it at house. a wedding. Yes, it was. It was my dream to do the house party dance no, off. Was it at my wedding? You never told me that. It was my dream. You never told me it was like a lifelong goal. A dream deferred. <laughs> anyway, deferred to when? Your next wedding? <laughs> when we renew our vows, we'll be doing the house party kid and play dance. So get ready. So what's your pick? My what? pick. My pick is is straight out of Compton. I love Straight Outta Compton. Straight Outta Compton is a great movie. It's it's probably one of the best hip-hop biopics that we have right now. Yeah, because everybody's doing the biopics and it's not quite working out. Like, either the casting is really off or the story is not very thorough. Like, All Eyes on Me was, was trash. When that came out, everyone was all excited because it was Tupac and everyone was waiting to see the Tupac story. And then it wasn't that good at all. And they didn't get the Tupac that was in Straight Outta Compton. I was going there because the the guy that was in Straight Outta Compton playing Tupac will make you rethink history. Like you think maybe Pac's alive. Because for a split second, I thought they were playing a recording of when he was really in the studio. And then I'm like, oh, okay, this is an actor. Like he sounded... And acted just like Pac. And he looked just like him. It was it was, it was scary. scary. It was scary. If you didn't know any better, you would think, oh, Pac's alive. Like, Pac, Pac's not dead. He was alive. He came back. He flew back into town from his island where he's been hiding for the past 20-something years yeah, just to just shoot like, this. And it's weird because... We're straight out of Compton. You have multiple members in NWA, and they still told a really good story where you would think that would be the movie where a lot of stuff would be left out because they'd be trying to tell everybody's story in detail. But they kind of did the the right amount of storytelling for just to tell what the group was about, what they stood for. And the things that they have been through. Like Cube and, and Dre and Easy e they're kind of like, they're out front. So their stories are more out front than, yeah. the, the, than Ren and Yella. Yella like, yeah. Ren and Yella kind of take a backseat in this film. Like, the crew is five members. But I mean, they kind of take a backseat. Well, everybody... I get that you, everyone Cube can't be... And... Everyone can't be out in front. But I mean... Because, I mean... Everybody, like, wants to know, like, Easy's story. They want to know Cube's backstory. And, of course, they want to know Dr. Dre's. And then, I guess, they kind of highlight it on the group as a whole. But they Like, in the beginning, when they're all together, you see them together interacting. And they all have lines and stuff. But then, kind of, when they go their separate ways, 
like Ren and Yella kind of just disappeared. Like, yeah. And even Q kind of like towards the towards the end, he kind of just disappeared and he just shows up. Well, they showed him like it's more about like the delusion between the friendship of Easy E and Dr. Dre. Yeah, and then towards the end, they started to talk about like Q's acting yeah, career. Yeah, like Q and just Friday. shows up, like Q shows up, and then he gets into a fight. And then he's like, with, I got this script for Friday. Exactly. Like, okay. And then you don't see him for a while. And then he's like, oh, I'm working on the script for Friday. And then you don't see him again. And then he's in the hospital. Hey, I haven't seen Easy in a while. Like, he kind of just pops in and out. Yeah. And then, like, in the beginning, he's, like, in the forefront. Because he, he did a lot of work I mean, for the group. Sure, Knight had more in the movie. More time in the movie than the other members. Well, toward the end, yeah. Because he, he like kind of shows records, up yeah. when he, and he did death row and he was beating people down for taking his parking spot, but whatever. Like he was just beating people down for no reason. And they had like pit bulls. And yeah, studios. he was like sick and pit bulls on them and stripping people down to their underwear, like for no reason. But I guess that well, they did a good job because those are the stories that people want to hear. So I guess they knew they had to highlight some of the things that people were thinking about you know for years yeah and i just feel like the tupac story and notorious was pretty good but with tupac, yeah those I are the three like, that yeah that have come out and i would probably rank them straight out of compton b1 notorious. notorious and then all eyes on me would probably be third it was really off because i'm just saying if i can't tell who someone is like that means that like you did a pretty bad casting job. Like if I have to say like, ooh, is that Jada Pickett? Like that Okay, <laughs> like no, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, she looked nothing like Jada Pickett. Yeah, you not even nothing. close. You know it's bad when they gotta call you out by name, like, Hey Jada But it was like they had to call her out by her full name. Hey Jada Pickett Like <laughs> <laughs> Jada Pickett Future Smith, like how's, I don't know. How's Jada Pickett doing? Like, you got to keep reminding us that, gotta, sure. Yeah, you got to remind us. Like, oh, he's upset with Jada Pinkett because she's dating Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was cheesy stuff like that that was in the movie. Like, But I do want to talk about, like, some of the scenes in there are, are really great and straight out of Compton. Like, the Detroit scene where they're performing after police and then they have to run off stage and they get yeah. arrested, swarmed by all the cops. I thought that was a great scene. That was just yeah, masterfully was, shot. That was a good one, and it showed like, well, we knew about that, like, but it yeah, we knew there were like places the, where they couldn't perform. It just shows like the extent of how music can affect like social change and social like just the social injustices were kind of put at the forefront because of music. So right. they kind of told their story, and that was like eighty nine and. We still fighting the same battles. Yeah. Which is crazy. Sadly. Um, but at least people took up the time to actually address it and use their music for something other than just, okay, money, cars, and women. Like, we have something to say. Right. So. Well, I mean, they were talking about that, too. But, I mean, they also put that in there. It's yeah. like a balance. Yeah. It's all about balance. It's balance. Sometimes it's all about cars. Sometimes it's about social justice. <laughs> it's not the same. I like when he, uh, when Ice Cube went up 
to Brian's office and destroyed it because he wasn't getting oh, paid. Oh, the baseball bat? He's like, you should have been straight with me, Brian. Should have kept your word, Brian. Should have kept your word. It was just smashing records. <sighs> That's not the Ice Cube, I know. No, well, it's definitely not. Are we there yet, Ice Cube? But it's not. Yeah, it's not. Well. It's back in the day, '80s, early '90s. Ice is death certificate, no Vaseline type Ice Cube. Like he didn't yeah. care. Like it's different. It was a different Ice Cube than this generation's used to. People aren't afraid of Ice Cube, and if you tell them, like Ice Cube was one of the most feared rappers, they probably laugh in your face. But like you mean dude from Barbershop? Exactly. <laughs> Like, people were literally like afraid of Ice Cube, and people don't believe that. Yeah. No one's going to see Ice Cube and look at him, what he's doing now. This yeah. dude was feared by <laughs> generations and parents. Parents didn't like Ice Cube. There was a period in time where parents in middle America did not like Ice Cube. Well, parents didn't like Snoop Dogg either, but now he's on cooking shows with Martha Stewart. Yeah, so. they love him now. Making gospel records. He's making, he's winning gospel awards. See? I do know that his son looks just like him. He I does look, he's just a spitting image of him. Yeah. Like he can't, when he was born, he couldn't deny him even if he wanted to. <laughs> it's like, that's your son, Q. I'm sorry. You are the father. You are the father. But, they, but he did a really good job and you could tell he didn't just pick him because it was his son. Like he's a really good actor, so... And that was his first role. Like that was he had never acted before. He that was his really first be hard movie. on his kids. Like if you're gonna do this, you're gonna do it well. Well, I'm sure he was. It was like this is our life story. You can't you can't mess this up. You can't afford to mess this up. You know how much pressure you probably put on him. Exactly. Like, I'm sure he felt all the pressure. It wasn't even just from hip hop heads. He probably felt the pressure in his old household. Like, like I can give the road to somebody else. Like your father's looking at you like you better not mess up my life. Like this is <laughs> Don't mess up the the group that is in WA. So what do you have next? The other movie that I love is Dope. And that just came out 2015. Yeah, Dope was a great movie. Um I just love the cast. They're really good. I love the message behind it. It's almost like, for me, I don't know if it's like the psychology part of it, but it's almost like the nature or nurture debate. Mm-hmm. Like, with the fact that he's this, like, smart, talented kid. He's, like, a geek by many standards. So is his friends. and But they live in, like, a rough neighborhood. I think some area in LA yeah and the bottoms that's what they call it yeah and it's like they're, they're just trying to live they're surrounded by like guns drugs gang members and they end up getting caught up in like this kind of like drug ordeal gone bad. it's a slippery slope it's a very slippery slope and they're hanging out with a drug dealer at his birthday party but they're like, he's trying to get with the girlfriend. Yeah, he's trying to get with the girl, so he sh he goes to the party to hang with her. But then they're doing like a drug deal in the back, and then he turns into a shootout. And it goes in a shootout, and he like puts the, the cops, drugs in his yeah. Book the cops bag. show up, and he puts the drugs in his book bag, and he doesn't know it's there, so he so he goes, goes to, to school, school with, with the drugs and the gun in his bag. And then like he tells him like go to this guy 
who will tell you what to do, but then the guy wants his money. He doesn't want the drugs because he doesn't want to be affiliated with it because he has like this high profile business and nobody knows what he does on the side. So AJ. he has, yeah, AJ, and he has to like find a way to like sell these drugs. So it's kind of, it's kind of sad that it's like you're trying to get out. You know, he's trying to go to college. He's trying to make a better life. And then he, like, gets sucked into, like, I guess, the his environment. So it's kind of like, how do you, how do you decide? Yeah, he's like, trying he's not succeed. to be swallowed up by this negative influence. Like, he's fighting tooth and nail throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But he, he keeps stepping into different things, and he has to get out of them, and... It's all about, like, not becoming a statistic. Like, right. do I want to go to college or do I just want to, like, hang out in my neighborhood and right. get in trouble? Like, he just wants to hang out with his friends and watch Young TV keep, raps. and. But trouble, like, keeps finding him. So it's Exactly. Kind of, him and his friends. Like, his friends are funny, though. I like. Yeah, like, they're really good. Like, they have very good chemistry together. The three of them. All of them are really good actors and... I mean, I, I think they have really uh, good careers. AJ's kids were funny. Lily and Elby Shore's son. I know. Elby Shore's son looks just like him, too. Like, everybody's having their kids that are like their twins. In the movies, in yeah. Movies. Didn't know but, he'd be a good actor either, but... Yeah, he's a really good actor. He's funny. I mean, he did a really good job, and it was just funny. It was a funny movie, but it had a really good message. It also had a really, like, cool, like... I don't know, it was almost like new generation hip-hop clashes yeah. with old school because they were so trying to, like, get into, like, the 90s rap. But it was a 90s vibe, it. but it was, like, updated. and. But they were but they're also, like, a live band, too. Yeah. Oreo. But they also didn't know. Like, they they wanted so bad to be a part of that, like, era, but they weren't. Like, he yeah. was like, oh, like it's he, like the blueprint. Like, he was like, it's like the blueprint. <laughs> He was like, Nation of Billions was the 80s and Blueprint was 01. What are you talking about? <laughs> it still had that 90s feel to it. It still had a 90s feel to it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, he's completely off with his times. Yeah, and the ending where he's trying to, like, get into Harvard and... But it was a great essay he wrote to he get wrote into Harvard. He wrote the essay. That yeah, was like the Nature versus Nurture essay. Like, what do you expect? Like, if somebody... Right. If anybody else with his credentials, you wouldn't even question why he wanted to get into Harvard, but since he was coming where he was coming from. And they dropped that, like, along throughout the whole movie, like, where he's talking to his guy at council high school, and he's like, you think you can get in Harvard? You're pretty arrogant. Yeah. And then the dude with the bag, he was like, one of these is fake, one of these is real, what's the difference? The person carrying him. Yeah. Like, they dropped that whole thing. Like, they plant seeds throughout the whole thing, even in the beginning when they talk about a slippery slope. And then the whole movie is a slippery slope because that one choice to go to that party is just a downward spiral to every single thing that happened to him. And you see how it's so easy for people to fall off track in life. And then you wonder, like, what kind of potential they could have had had they been in a better position. Right. Had they not had the dude's lunch. You like, where's my lunch? You got my lunch. You got cheese you on got it. You got cheese on it. It better not got cheese on it. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it got cheese on it. I don't like cheese. <laughs> like, like, you the one talking about cheese. <laughs> I just said, where's my lunch? That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it, even that part is funny because him and his friends have no, 
clue like what they're doing like you could tell they're not made for that life but yet they're surrounded by it so it's just an interesting yeah they're not built for it yeah it's like an interesting story all the way through so i loved it how i'm gonna eat my pound cake <laughs> like she's on that lily on that lily drug that was funny and the guy's like like how i'm gonna eat my pound cake my pound cake well she did pee in the middle of the street yeah she peed in the middle of the street which was kind of weird. Like, she hopped she was out of the car. Well, she was high. She was snorting the drugs out of his bag. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And then, like, she offered to drive him. I'm not getting in the car with you knowing you are high as a kite right now. He had an interview to go to. <laughs> she's like, I'll drive you. Like, she can't even stand up straight as she's offering to drive you. Well, yeah, I guess I he didn't have he a didn't, choice. He didn't really have a choice. Like, his options were kind of limited. He needed to get there in, like, 15 minutes. Plus, there was the drugs in his bag, so he really couldn't say nothing. Like, that was him. So, my other one is CB4, which is very similar to Strand on Compton. It, it mirrors NWA to the T. It's like a comedic version of the NWA story. Yeah, I kind of got that. So CB4 is about three guys with dreams of making it big in hip-hop. They decide to pretend to be gangster rappers by taking on the persona of a local criminal that's in their neighborhood and his name is Gusto. And after doing all that, their careers take off. They were trying to be like N.W.A. Yeah, it was the whole gang... They were touching on the whole gangster rap. Because <laughs> they did the whole like scene where... They were supposed to be, like, getting kicked out because they performed a certain song. Yeah, they performed the song. And then Phil Hartman, who was hilarious in it, as the politician, who's just interested in taking them down because yeah. he's running and in his race and he's trying to win political office. And so he's going to, that's going to be his platform. And they were talking about his how little bad son, rap was. Yeah, his little son is, like, he knows all the songs word for word dancing in his office. Yep, it's the same thing. And these and these three guys are they're just regular guys. They they never sold drugs or done anything illegal, and it was all it's all fake. Like their names are like Albert, <laughs> like Chris Rock's <laughs> name in the movie is Albert, and Euripides is Alan Payne, and then they become. MC Gusto and yeah, he took the guy's Dead name Mike. that was already in jail. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Murphy. Murphy's character, Charlie Murphy. I love his character, Charlie. Charlie, Murphy. it's another great performance by Charlie Murphy. And then they did straight out of low cash. Yes, that's straight out of Compton. <laughs> it was straight out of low cash. Straight out of low cash. <laughs> it was all, it was all fake. It was all movies. Their whole gimmick. Yeah, it, just, it was basically professional wrestling. The whole gimmick was fake. I just love Chris Rock and Charlie Murphy in it. And, and Stab. And the DJ. His name was Stab Master Arson. <laughs> like, you had, like these extravagant <laughs> like, names. Like Sam Master J. Yeah. He's, he's the DJ. So he's, he's got to have three names. But he's not Jam Master J. He's Stab Master Arson. Wow. That's basically what it was. It was like they wanted to be Run DMC, but then Gangsta Rap took off, so they decided to be. Yeah, you got to switch the flow from the 80s to the 90s. At, apparently. <laughs> That's what happened. And it it, it it was cheap to make, too. It was only in 93, I guess, but it was, it was only like $6 million. And then they ended up making about $18 million. 
So we got more than their money back. And had that wasn't the the one guy was from uh, New Jack City. Yeah, that Alan Payne, yeah. who played Dead Mike. Yeah, that was G Money. G Money from yeah. New Jack City. I was like, he was from New York, New Jack City. Yeah, that was that's G Money. CMB. Yeah, we, we all we got. We all we got. And my brother's keeper. And, and all these movies have great soundtracks. Like all the movies we we named have. have yeah, really they soundtracks. do. House Party. I still have like I have a lot of stuff from House Party still on my playlist. Um, from like Full Force. Well, that four four song is a classic. I think every if you're having a '90s jam, you can't not play "Ain't My Type of Hype." Like that's just going to happen. Yep, that's a classic. And dope has a lot of like '90s music on it. So, I mean, it's the same. Thing. Like it ends with him doing like the the Humpty Dance. The Humpty Dance. I have that <laughs> on my playlist too. That's another '90s classic. Straight Outta Compton is just all NWA records. So, yep. as soon as you watched it. I'm sure everyone just went to iTunes and just started downloading NWA's greatest hits and making their own playlists. And then they went down the rabbit hole. Pretty and much. Like That's downloaded what happens. Ice Cube music and Dr. Dre. You know, yeah, so. you download all of Ice Cube, all of his stuff by himself, and then you go down Death Row and yeah. you fall down that rabbit hole. <laughs> then you downloaded Snoop Dogg and Tupac. There you yep. go. It's all nice. Easy E and then like fall down that rabbit hole like Bone Thugs and all that. Like it's just, <laughs> Bone Thugs. It just never... <laughs> It's never ending. Let's see before you get... Well, the song I'm not going to say that they couldn't... The Sweat Off My... And I'm not... I'm just leaving it at that. <laughs> That's, that was the name of the song. <laughs> it was funny, though. Like, you cannot perform you that. You cannot perform it. <laughs> that was funny. And then they went to jail for performing it. It's straight out of low cash, like you mentioned. So, it was straight NWA. And I guess... Chris Rock was supposed to be like Easy E, because he was supposed to be like the head of the group. Yeah. And he had like Jerry Curls. But it wasn't even his. It was like fake. I mean, nothing about it was real. It was all fake. Well, you have to sell the image. Sell Block Four. I mean, there's some. He took his name Gusto. So he was MC Gusto, and then he was held on Cell Block Four. So that's what they called the group. The funniest part was when like. At the beginning, they show, like, their regular jobs, and Alan Payne's character, he's working at, like, a gay phone sex oh, line. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then remember they're eating, and he was like, hey, man, your voice sounds familiar. Are you on radio? He was like, no, man, eat your biscuit. <laughs> and then he, like, mentioned the lie <laughs> that he heard him from. He was like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm down with it. Yeah, I'm down with the group. That's funny. <laughs> He was like, your voice sounds really familiar. He's getting famous for it. Like, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, He's man. like, this is undignified. <laughs> this like, is undignified for a black man. <laughs> but I mean, it, I guess it does poke fun at like the, the rappers and the groups that try to like sell an image. Right. Well, that's what it was for. Because yeah. a lot of the times they're not living these lifestyles that they're portraying. Yeah, you found that out, like, later, like, okay, this person really didn't sell drugs. Or exactly. This person really didn't go to jail. And like then, Rick Ross. Yeah, and then you Like, find, he's not this drug kingpin. He was actually a correctional like officer. Like, he was a correctional <laughs> <laughs> He was a correctional And then, like, it's almost like that story happened. Exactly. Because then, like, the real Rick Ross it was got out of jail. And he was like, well, Fr- Freeway Ricky was like, this dude took my whole story. Yeah, he took his whole story. But then the real one got out of jail and was like, hey, 
this is me and I want my, like, you took my credibility. So it was the same thing. Yeah, the real free Ray Ricky Ross was like, hold up. Just like the real MC Gusto got, like, the real Gusto got out of jail. A lot of people did it. Like, a lot of people made money. They did. They made millions of dollars trying to be fake rappers, and it worked for a while. Because nobody knows. Like, who's gonna look? Like, especially yeah, no one's gonna background check you. Well, especially back then when like the internet wasn't like as big. Like, you couldn't just Google people and be like, okay, what did this person do before they became famous? Like, whatever they said on their record, you assume that's what they did can't do that now like if they was like i sold kilos of crack you're like how do how would i know like right like well they must have sold kilos and now they turned their life around and started doing hip-hop if they sold kilos now they sell it's another exactly it's another case where hip-hop saved his life (laughs) exactly hip-hop saved his life they're a business like before they were in the hip-hop game they were in the drug game like everybody else but legal or illegal, they all got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you didn't know, like, until people started challenging them, like, and then they started calling them out, and that's kind of when it went downhill. Yeah. And then you had the internet. You could look them up. Like, exactly. Like, Albert. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, your name's not MC Gusto. It's Albert. Yeah, it's Albert. And Can't Albert. be a gangster rapper with a name Albert? It's like 8 Mile, like, and he grew up with... Both parents in a nice Clarence. home in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, I like Eight Mile. Think like Clarence. <laughs> he grew up First in the of suburbs. All, Clarence grows up to be the new Captain America, so respect Clarence. <laughs> I mean, he had a couple of missteps when he was younger with the free world, he but he grew free up. World to save the world. Exactly, he's the new Captain America. He got the shield and everything. If good. he's good enough for Steve Rogers, he's good enough for me. Gotta do something when you can't exactly. rap. Exactly. Can't rap forever. You can't battle rap. I mean, Be Rabbit kind of ended your career that night, so you gotta do something else. <laughs> so you joined the Avengers he, Initiative. <laughs> he joined the military. <laughs> Became Falcon. Like your rap dreams, and his life changed forever. Your rap dreams were over that night, so <laughs> you gotta do something else. Well, yeah. He got destroyed by Eminem. So exactly. You gotta do something else. We're gonna we're gonna have to do another one with with, with Stuber once we get Stuber back. Stuber will have to tell us his favorite. Yeah, we're gonna have to movies. do like a part two of hip hop movies. We definitely will. But that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. I'm your host, AK, and with me this week, it's your girl Pop McStuffins. And this has been Pop Stew. Bye.